Hello and welcome. You have walked into the coven of wild woman badassery, where we apply practical spiritual principles from a goddess-centered perspective to the everyday issues we face in life as women. I am your host, artist, and life coach, Raven Kushner. To book an appointment with me or to ask a question, simply visit my website, ravenkushner.com, and click on that teeny tiny envelope on the top left. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this week's discussion. Today we're going to talk about why you should embrace the idea of dying alone. Now this may sound like a bizarre topic, but stick with me. The holidays can be stressful for a lot of reasons. There's the crowds in the stores, all the events to choose from, people expecting you to spend money you don't have on stuff that they definitely don't need and probably don't even want. But one of the biggest stressors for many women is the pressure around this time of year uh, to be part of a family or at least in a relationship. Because at least if you're in a relationship, you've gotten on that relationship escalator, you're holding on to that rail, and you're waiting patiently to be deposited into a family of your own in a timely fashion. So if you're unmarried, if you haven't done your duty and reproduced, or if you are, God forbid, running around here single, then family gatherings can become a den of thieves where people you see once or twice a year, they're, they're waiting to jump out from behind the bushes and question you about your life. At best, you might receive a furrowed brow, a pat on the shoulder, and a sadly hopeful, don't worry, you'll find someone someday, sweetie. Who said you were worried, first of all? But that's fine. So, but even if you don't have nosy or pushy family members, the standard holiday movie is enough to convince you that the race to not die alone has already started, and honey, your ass is way behind. Well, I don't subscribe to any of this noise, and I want to share with you why not. But first, let me assure you that I am not a hater. (laughs) If you're in a happy and healthy relationship, I am truly delighted for you. I love love in all of its forms, and it really makes me happy when I see people being loved and appreciated the way they should be. So a fully aligned romantic relationship is awesome. It can be an amazingly powerful force for good in this world, as well as a source of personal joy and satisfaction. So if this is something that you're wanting for your life, there's definitely nothing wrong with it. You do you. But for those of us, especially those fellow crones out there who, like me, are feeling their personal power surge in ways that they've never experienced before and are not seeking to tether themselves to a partner or shoulder the kind of emotional labor that's usually required to sustain a romantic relationship, there is an alternative mindset. Or even if you are single and want to be in a relationship, but it just hasn't happened yet and you want a healthy attitude towards it. So Stick with me through this podcast, and I think that there's another way to look at this whole. So outside of the biological urge to have children or the sexual desires that draw humans into relationship, 
There's another societal force that pushes people, especially heterosexual women, into relationships. After all, you might get distracted by your own personal fulfillment and forget your duty to have those babies, and you might even become difficult to control. And by the way, when when a woman is referred to as difficult, that's usually what they mean, difficult to control. This instrument of control used to herd women into relationships is the menacing threat of quote-unquote dying alone. Lesser threats, of course, are things like you're a loser or you're ugly if you're not in a relationship, but the biggest stick that people will try to smack you with is you will die alone. So like any murky fear lurking in the back of your head, it needs to be brought out into the light and analyzed and confronted. We need to unpack this idea to see if it's true or not. If it is true, we need to think about what we want to do about it. If it's false, we can just tell the idea to fuck off every time it comes up in our minds. If it's true, it's better to face it and figure out a plan. So let's talk about it. Are you going to die alone if you don't hurry up and get your ass into a relationship? Well, number one, the chances of you dying alone are higher than not, whether you're in a relationship or not. And why is that? Well, if you reach the Holy Grail and die in your sleep, lying next to someone, you're still taking that final journey in your sleep alone. And not only that, your partner's stuck waking up to that scenario, which really isn't that great. And since women tend to live longer than men, if you you are heterosexual, you will likely be that partner. Again, in the best case scenario of marrying your soulmate and living together for the rest of your lives, you will still likely be the one to wake up finding that your partner has passed in the night. This is life, but it's hardly something to be excited about. So if not dying alone is the reason for being antsy about hurrying up and getting married, consider this carefully as part of your decision-making process. The only other scenario where you technically might not die alone is if you're in some sort of mass tragedy, but certainly not being alone is slim consolation in that scenario. My second point is a simple question. If at the end of your life, you're not in a romantic relationship, are you really alone? Is a romantic partner the only type of human being that counts? Or do children, which you can have, of course, even if you remain or end up single, grandchildren, friends, neighbors, and other family, do these people count? I would argue that our chosen families are precious gold. They count just as much as a romantic partner, which, let's face it, is the least stable kind of relationship. My third and final point is, if you can accept that most likely you will experience your transition from this life to the next one as a solo journey, and if you can accept that having other humans around you in your last days is just as valuable as having a romantic partner, what do you do if you not only don't have a romantic partner, but you also don't have children, friends, neighbors, and other family either. If that's the case, then I would suggest taking some inventory. Are you actually unhappy about this? Or are you simply worried that something's wrong with you? 
if you're happy and satisfied with your life as it is, just embrace that. Do what you can to make the world a better place, but don't feel obligated to follow the herd. There's nothing wrong with you. Some people just prefer a more solo life. There's nothing wrong with that. However, if you're not happy, or if you suspect that something is wrong, I invite you to take a self-assessment. Ask yourself some questions. Are you hiding from people out of fear? Are you afraid to get hurt? Do you feel like keeping to yourself is the only way to be safe? Are you socially awkward? And just tired of feeling like a failure every time you try to reach out to people? Or have you chased everyone who has tried to love you away due to your cruel words or actions? There's a reason why you're doing this. If you're ready to do the hard work and get to the bottom of why you might be chasing people out of your life, if you're willing to put that work in, you can change your patterns. But let me be frank with you. If you're not willing to put in that hard work, just then accept your isolation. People are not obligated to put up with abuse ever. But maybe that's not the issue. Maybe this is just a temporary situation. Have you recently moved to a different city, state, or country? Maybe you're a single mom. Maybe you're working full time or starting a side business. Maybe you're broke. Maybe you're caretaking for elderly relatives. If that's you, you might simply not have the bandwidth or the resources at this time to put into socializing. If that's the case, remind yourself that life unfolds in seasons. Find little ways to connect with others in the meantime and create a plan for the life you'd like to live in the future when this season of your life passes. So in summary, what I'm saying is, are, are you alone because you're living with either some kind of addiction or dysfunctional behavior? Or is this just a temporary phase of your life that will pass? Or are you actually happy the way things are and you only have occasional pangs of loneliness? This matters. The answer to these questions matter. This self-assessment will allow you to determine if you have some growth work to do or if you're just letting society's judgmental murmurings get inside of your head. If you'd like some help figuring it out, figuring out what the answers to these questions might be or you want to talk it through with somebody, I am taking coaching appointments. So book a consultation with me using the link in the show notes or you can email me. My email is raven at wildwomanrehab.com for more information. You can also send me an email if you have a question that you'd like for me to answer on the show, that same email, raven at wildwomanrehab.com. And make sure to let me know if you want me to use your first name or withhold it. All right, my dears, my lovelies, that is it for today. Embrace your wild woman and unleash that bad bitch into the world. All right, loves, take care. Blessed be.